Option one, I keep my life. Option two, I give my life. These are the two, the two ways, the two, the two options that are presented to us in the gospel today. The truth is all that we have really is our own lives. All the things that we have, the status, all those things are passing away. They, they wear out and then, and then we can easily lose them. All we have is our lives and so we have to ask ourselves, what, what do I do with my life? This thing that I have, this precious thing that I have, what is my life for? So we have these two options. First, we can keep it. Second, we can give it. And the way that we answer this, the option that we choose, impacts everything. We have to answer because even if we don't want to, even if we don't make a choice or say something out loud, then we do answer these options with our actions, with every word that we speak. Every time we act, we, we choose one of these things, to keep my life or to give it. It's all, all of these are ways of answering the question. So these two options, they come from the gospel today. Jesus tells his disciples, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly and die and on the third day be raised. And Peter says, God forbid, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Now, if you, if you listen closely to Peter's words, there is an eerie echo in what he says. Because you can hear in what he says, actually the reason why Jesus calls him Satan, you can hear in Peter's words this echo, this dark echo of the same words the serpent says to Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he comes to her and he says, well, it's pretty tough around here, isn't it? And she says, no, actually, we, we can do whatever we want. There's just one thing. We, we can't eat from this tree or we will die. And the serpent says, surely you will not die. This is what Peter says today to the Lord. Surely this will never happen to you. You will not die. So option one, to keep my life, is actually Satan's option, his advice. And the second option to give it is Jesus. I hope, I hope you see that this, this makes it really clear. Faith in Jesus is not something extra that is tacked on to our lives. Like, you know, we're all living and some people happen to go to church. But it's our answer to this fundamental question between these two options. Now, what makes this question maybe difficult, confusing, whether we believe Jesus or not, is that God, who gives us his way, God says Satan is a liar, the father of lies. And Satan says God is a liar and a tyrant. So, so who's telling the truth? Because they, they both accuse the other of, of, of lying. Sometimes the choice to follow Jesus can seem insignificant, like it has little impact, it doesn't make a great difference. And that's because someone can say they believe in Jesus, they can go to church, they can do many good things, but still keep their lives for themselves. And this, this way of living is actually often seen as normal Christianity. I have to admit that I am one of those people. I say I follow Jesus. The clothes I wear says I follow Jesus. I do good things, certainly. But whether each day I choose option one or two is a different story. So don't look to me as an example of this. Give me a few more years to become a good example. We set out on the path of discipleship to follow the Lord, and when it is difficult, we have to decide again and again between option one and option two to keep our lives or to give them. But as we go, actually option one doesn't always sound as plain as, as the devil's option. It can sound a little bit more subtle. So here, here are just some examples of how it can sound different. 
for somebody who's, who's following the Lord, who's trying to live a good life. You don't have to put your plans on hold to care for your aging parents. That could be years. You don't have to believe everything the church teaches, especially about sex and contraception. You don't have to let Sunday Mass change your plans or your vacation. You don't have to confess your sins to a priest. God already knows. All these things, you can, you can put together your own list. Priests have a specific list also. But what is underneath each of these things is this hidden statement. You don't really have to give your life. Surely you will not die. So I'm telling you this not because I want to guilt you, but because I don't want you to fall for this trick, this trap, this lie. So we must decide who to believe. And if you want to be pushed in one direction, if you're, then this matters that only one of these two, Jesus versus Satan, only one of these two has poured out his blood for you. And if he poured out his blood, then he loves you. He wants what's good for you. So now all of you are here in church on Sunday. So, you know, we've been talking about this choice, but, but I know that you're here because you say, I'm, I'm on team Jesus. Okay, we're, we're all here for that. When we decide to follow Jesus, then we must live his way. And it's living this out. My life does not belong to me. My life is for giving away in love to God and for others. And this very important conviction that the way of the cross, the way of Jesus, giving my life is the way of life and joy. So here's, here's just an example. I think parents actually have an advantage in these options compared to the rest of us because when you have children, whether you like it or not, you will give your life, you know? And so parents make this choice. They say, I will give my life for you. I will give my best years for you. I, I, there's, there's no like escape plan or anything like that. I'm, I'm locking myself in. I'm here for you. I'm your father or your mother. But I, I, I was talking to, um, to, to somebody I know who's, who's got children, um, this dad, and he was, he was explaining to me that um, you will give your life as a parent whether you like it or not, whether you choose it or not. But he said, when I changed from giving because I have to, to giving because I choose to freely, he said, the less I resist, and the more willingly I do this, the sweeter the giving is, the less bitter it is. So I, I have a ton of admiration for parents. And like I said, I think they, they have an advantage in some way because they, they have to practice this every day and they can't live under any illusions. So how do we do this? If we want to choose Jesus' way, Father Mike Schmitz has a great homily for this weekend. So if you go to YouTube or Spotify or whatever, you can look up Father Mike Schmitz for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. But he points to the second reading that we had today from Romans. Here are the words that St. Paul says. He says, Beloved, offer your body as a living sacrifice to God. Okay, so there's two things in here. First he says, offer your body, that is your life, that is everything that you have, the only thing that you have. Offer your best to God. And then he says, as a living sacrifice. So if it's a living sacrifice, it's not just one moment, but it's an ongoing thing that develops and deepens. It takes all of our lives to give. So it just looks like this, to live this way. In every moment, whatever it is in front of us, whatever our life is, we say, Lord, I offer this to you. In times of trouble, we say, I offer you my sorrow and confusion. In times of joy, we say, I, I offer you my strength and my love. But we have to do this all the time because 
you know, you know as well as I do, that at every moment we can take it back. We've been living in option two, and then we can switch very quickly to option one and keep my life for myself. So maybe, I mean, this can be like a new way of an examination of conscience for you or a new definition of sin. At the end of the day, when you look back over how you have spent your time and your energy and your life, you can just ask yourself, when, when did I keep my life and when did I give it away? But the Lord, he gives us this great grace that if we're going to live offering to him this living sacrifice, then that means every part of our lives. Our prayer, certainly, our work, our joy, our sorrow, our money, our vacation, our sexuality, our family and relationships, our rest. All of this, in all of these circumstances, with nothing accepted, we say, Lord, I offer this to you. So this comes to its culmination at Mass, actually, because you can ask, what, what are we doing at Mass? What's the point of all of this? The central thing that happens at Mass, as you know, is that the Church offers the sacrifice of the love of Jesus to the Father. This is the sacrifice that he pours out on the cross and that saves the world from death and darkness and from evil. So what we do at Mass, and this is actually the work to be, to be done in a moment when the basket's being passed around and the bread and wine come forward, what we're doing is we're joining all of that offering from the whole week, the good things and the bad things. We join the offering of our lives to Jesus' offering of himself on the cross so that we can say, my life is part of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. If somebody asked you, why do you, why do you go to Mass on Sunday? Then you can, you can truthfully answer like this, I'm going to help save the world. That's why I go to Mass on Sunday. Just one last point, Jesus gave himself completely. He saved nothing for himself, he died and then he rose from the dead. The way of Jesus is not a gloomy way of death and, and misery. The way of Jesus, the way of the cross, is the way of life and joy. So you can see this when you come to Mass. Once, once we have offered ourselves to the Lord, then we receive God in Holy Communion. We leave Mass more full and more alive than when we arrived, not emptier because we have offered ourselves. Yes, this is, this is it. This is, this is the, the, God's great gift to us in calling us to follow Jesus in his way of giving himself, that we who give are not left empty, but are filled to overflowing with life.